This is the Zoom Out Project. I hate you, man, because I made those notes and, and then you made some notes and you make full sentences, logical sense, some kind of flow to it. And then I look at my notes, two words together, just so scattered brain. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. Yeah, I did that. Right when I woke up this morning, too. I wasn't even warmed up. <laughs> okay. Before we get into the show, it's been a while since we've met, right? Yes. I want you to tell me about the tour. In a paragraph. How is the tour? You did a proper tour, right? Is that what it's called? It did. Tour was... Tour was good. First time. First time first. touring, yeah. Your own band. Yeah, yeah. In uh, a van or an RV? Yeah, in a 34-foot RV, which was... Did you not ever see a picture of it? I saw some pictures, like, I, you know, I looked beast. at Facebook or whatever, but... Yeah, it was legit scary. It was scary to let someone else drive because, like, there's no seatbelts and there's, like, I know. there's yeah, yeah. 34... There's 10 yards for your body to fly... It was just, just the band, nobody else. Like you were yeah, taking turns. Five, five people. Um, and I'm like, it takes like it took like half a football field to stop the thing. We needed to stop <laughs> yeah. it. Like no joke. Like it was just a whale driving down the road. And uh just yeah. I mean, it worked out great because we all lived, but um <laughs> like somebody asked me if I would do that again, like take the same vehicle next year, and I was like, doing it once, like once in a lifetime thing, like I was like I was up for the the risk of it but like signing up for that annually which is how i want to do the tour i was like i think that's pushing it like i think at some point you're gonna fucking crash and shit's gonna go get bad you know and we were going over mountain passes and yes um, snow like it snowed a, way more than we thought it was ever going to on that tour like um we outran some storms and you know it's just no it was it was fun and it was really nice to not have to worry about hotels and obviously the band, you know, all hanging out in the vehicle as it moved, you know, it was just great. And like, if you needed to go take a nap, you just went literally slept on a bed, you know? Um, but it was also just in the back of my mind, just scary, you know, especially because you're a parent, you're not, you know, a teenager that there, nothing is going to happen to me. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm scared of a lot of things now. I've lived long enough. The, how many shows? Six? Six shows eight in eight days. You lost your voice. I did. The morning I woke, the morning of the tour. And I was like, I'm not going to panic about this. And I, I had like two sets to play in Coeur d'Alene on our first show. And like at the end of the first set, I was like, I'm, I'm done. But I can't again, do it. I saw one of them and yeah. you did just fine. I didn't yeah. see any difference. Yeah. Uh, so um, we'll, we'll just lots of uh, drugs. Uh, no, no, unfortunately that took away all the drugs. Cause like, <laughs> like I, I like alcohol was terrible for it. Uh, um, so you just got a cold or sorry, cold or just, just, I, I think it was some kind so I actually went and saw like an urgent care doctor cause I woke up in Sun Valley and my throat was just on fire. That was, was after dying. first show, right? After two shows. That was after, yeah, two shows wow. in, in Sun Valley. And, um, she was like. So I took a COVID test. It was negative. And then she took a strep test, which I can tell you about a strep test. Uh, 
this did I fucking gag so hard she stuck this thing so yeah. hard down my throat. <laughs> if anybody has ever had one of those, they know what I mean. Um, I like coughed up spit onto her face, and then I and I turned to the side so that like uh, so, so I, I wouldn't do that again. And she was fighting my face, and she just shoved it down farther, and then <laughs> gagged, and then she really shoved it down. She told me I was going to do all this, that, or she was going to do all that, but um, it was a weird, uh, weird, weird thing. And then, like, so my band member was in the other room getting her finger checked out, which was broken. And they were like, Keeper, keepers, like, yeah. keeper player. <laughs> they were like, I went in there later because her, like, her, uh, her appointment was taking like longer. And they were like, we can hear you gag from like this room. Like they heard in the other room. Um, but anyway, so the strep was negative. Um, and I was like, what is it? And she's like, well, it's either allergies. And I was like, fucking allergies. Like, are you kidding me? I've like never had anything allergy like that affect me like that. Um, and then she's like, or it's some other viral thing, you know? And like, there has been like a viral thing that's been going around with a lot of people that like, with like coughs and, and, so, I, and throat yeah, stuff. I had, I went through two weeks ago. <laughs> it, yeah. yeah. It's not COVID, but it was like this really nasty throat thing. And so I'm thinking it was that. And I, but I took allergy medicine and that helped too. Um, so I don't know. But you just like, you just power through it. Right. I mean, I mean the, yeah, the, um, I the, mean, the voice is gone, the voice is gone, but. Yeah, I mean, it's not a, like it's it, yeah. Missoula was probably the toughest show. Um, I knew I had to get through that one. And then we had like a day off, which was important. Um, and I just took really good care of myself. But um, like lemon water and lemon and honey and and hot water, like is something that's been told to me before that like works. And I've tried it. I don't know. For some reason I wasn't into it before, but that that got me through that Missoula show. I had like that loves mug of it, like that huge like whatever liter mug of that that i just like made and just was just like down in that um, yeah you know, it's, i knew i had to like get through it for 45 minutes and then take a day off which which really helped that was cool yeah man so you you're on you've been played on the radio you've been touring you're a proper musician just need I'm to get starting to yeah check some boxes at just age 40 you know need to uh <laughs> do some sexual favors for some right person when you're right there <laughs> <laughs> Amen. All right. I got to tell you a story. Excellent. A couple days ago, I get a call from my wife. She calls me and says, uh, the car has no power and it sounds funny. I was at home. And she was like 10 minutes away. I'm, okay, just stay there. I'll go. I'll come and, and, and see what's going on, right? Okay. So as I'm driving there, it's, she was uh, walking the dog. As I'm driving there, I'm thinking like, sounds funny, no power. I'm thinking, you know, uh, I have cylinder went down or I'm thinking like engine failure, right? I'm like sweating it like, oh my God, what are we going to do, right? Right. I get there and it turns out <laughs> that somebody... When she was walking the dog, somebody attempted to take her catalytic converter out from the car. Okay. But they got scared by, because it was fairly busy parking lot, they got scared away. And they basically just cut one side and then run away, ran okay. away. Okay. So the car was basically without it. Uh, the back end of the exhaust pipe. Yeah. 
And she doesn't have a concept about the noise. Right. So she didn't tell me, oh, so, you know, sounds a bad exhaust. Right. So on the way there, I'm like, oh, panicking. Like, okay, this is thousands of dollars repair. What are we going to do? And then I start the car and like, it's obvious it's the exhaust. So I look down, a nice clean car. Yeah. <laughs> it was $20, $30 in parts and a couple hours of my. Yeah, you fixed it. Of my t- time, yeah, you know, just got to, you could guide, like, get like a flexible things and just clamps and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was easy fix. Did you get it? Did you put a new, oh, because they didn't actually get the converter. You just, they just the, cut it. They cut it. It's funny yeah. because it was so, such a nice cut, clean, clean cut that, that that's what I keep saying. Like, yeah. wow, this is a nice clean cut because right. I'm thinking about repairing it. Right. My wife is like, stop talking about the cut. <laughs> <laughs> because because yeah, know, these thieves do nice work. Because I'm mean, like, oh, this is gonna be easy to repair. So yeah. I'm like, oh, nice cut. It's not like jumbled and stuff. So yeah. But yeah, but that that you know in itself it was just you know easy fix, right? They yeah. didn't screw with the O2 sensor or any of that. But what it's the sucky part about this story is like what my wife had to go through mentally. She now thinks that somebody was following her and, and you know, targeted her. The security, right? Mm-hmm. We are in the suburbs, nice, nice town. There's, you know, you can't even. Where leave did it, it happen? You said it was in a busy parking lot, though, right? Yeah, busy enough. Obviously, they didn't finish the job, but yeah. And, but it's it's like now, you know, it's obviously not. Somebody was not following you. They're just prowling the parking lot. They just saw an SUV. You know, it's high enough. It's easy to get to. Yeah. And you know they have some rare metals in there, right? That they can. Right. But but it, what what's sucky about this is that what takes somebody to do this, right? To to go around and try to steal that stuff versus doing something productive. Mm. And when I just when I think about it, I think about you know, it's probably their childhood. Mm. They you know they 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 got fucked up growing up. That's probably the seed of something in your brain that gets you there and that moves us into our today's topic not not pl- is. not planned but it's kind of cool intro it's childhood i want to talk about the the experience okay the experience the kids have and the experience you know the of parenting we're both you know parents your your kids are younger mine i have a teenager and the preteen. So, but you know, we are, we were kids. We've seen things, right? So, I think that we might have a fairly informed opinions. Or, well, we don't have to be right. We're just we we get the mics right. <laughs> Before you get started, yeah, it's so funny when you said that your wife called you and you know her car was broken down, funny sound or whatever. Like I'm like, okay, like so that just happened to Liz. No way. Yeah. Like <laughs> probably same timeline. That's why her car is not here. It's actually, so this probably happened. This happened right before I left for tour. So when, when we, it happened like a day before I left for tour. So, um, I don't know what the timeline is. It's like she was at the South center mall and somebody stole her catalytic converter and she got, and she got in it and started to drive away. And it like sounded like shit. You're shitting me. I'm not shitting you. Yeah. <laughs> swear to God, when you said catalytic converter, I was like, "Get the fuck out!" Like, no way! Yeah, I swear to God, dude. Oh my God! Yeah, so they, that just happened to Liz. 
and they actually took it. They got that. They got it. Yeah. The, the quick funny story there is like the, she was, she called me and she's like, should I report it? And I'm like, yeah, at least go and tell mall security, you know? And when she went in there, the lady was already talking about, um, she's like, oh, I have the driver right here. She was talking on the phone and Liz was like, oh, so, you know, my catalytic converter got stolen. She's like, no, you got rear-ended. And she was like, what? And she's like, yeah, you got rear-ended. So what they thought is somebody came and rear-ended her because when they pulled away, the back of her car like looked all fucked up. But the truth is that the back of her car like already looked all fucked up. She just has like a bumper hanging off anyways. And what they did is they backed in and then like got the catalytic converter and then drove off. But it was obviously like awkward and like the video caught it. It's a weird story there. But um, yeah, she they got hers. So it was more like a thousand bucks to fix that one. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And then so she got the car back and then like three days ago, it just died again. So her car's in the shop. Wow. And it, it was the the battery in the back. The she's got a Prius. It was the twelve volt battery in the back that's just apparently totally. So dead. this is some kind of a fab for it's like thieves. Yeah, it's the Foot Clan of catalytic converters. It used to happen on in West Seattle like all the time, but um, it's our, it's our first experience with it. It seems like it seems like our our threads are in so, a line in the wheel of time. I got twenty five bucks. You got thousand dollars. Yeah. Well, they took ours. Yours didn't. You, you need to replace the tube. We need to replace the catalytic converter. Yeah, and they're yeah. expensive, obviously. It was, so it was like 700 bucks, and then they paid like $200 for this extra shield that you can put around it. Of course. Of and course. They're, like, they're like, yeah, instead of it taking 15 minutes to steal it, now it'll take an hour. Yeah, they don't have the time. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it's probably because they're childhood. So there's more than two people with fucked up childhood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who um, doesn't blame everything on their childhood? Um, obviously, looking, thinking about this, if somebody f- thinks about it more than for two minutes, you realize that for most of the human uh, history, you you know you were raised the same way. Your dad was raised the same way. You're going to raise your kids. It was... There was no more changes, right? The world was very static. And since the, you know, probably the industrial revolution, when you know, people moved to the you know, concrete jungles and we moved to the cities and, and lives changed and, and the last five, six generations are just changing so fast that the point I want to make is because the world changes so fast, when I if I want to raise my kids the way I was raised, I am going to do a bad job or it's going to be not preparing them for the world because the world is something else. I want to explore that and kind of just, you know, obviously we wrote some things who so want to just, just examples and also look at the future and see how you know just let's kind of a uh, dream what's gonna happen next and and then just kind of think about and see what as a parent what can you do better i love it yeah i um i think i understand what you're talking about like you're saying that like 
how can we in our present parent state like know like parent for the changes that are about to, that are going to come for for our children because it's changing so fast yeah a good example i mean it's not kind of parenting but just a good example it's like i was always told i have to write cursive perfectly right mm-hmm. because you will need it in your life you right. will need it in your life and it's been 20 years since i wrote down other than my you know scribble notes with nobody else reads it's all typing i don't need to know any grammar because it's all autocorrect and all that stuff right so that, that that's kind of a um i don't know how to make kind of uh, such a scatter brain i don't know how to make this in some logical order but i think i was thinking about on the way here let's like take a concept and just go from you know f- i don't think we need to go many generations i was kind of thinking about like me my dad and his dad and my kids right mm-hmm. and before we do any of that, it's probably worth noting that, you know, we're talking about e- U.S., right? The, their countries, mm-hmm. so their, con- you know, first world countries are, that's where you and I have an experience with. Mm-hmm. But their countries, um, you know, second and third world, that they're probably behind few of the steps, right? They're still kind of... Some people live in grass huts. Too. Yeah, yeah. So they're, 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 they might, they still might have the exact same way it's been if, before for us, but there, eventually you will get there. Um, God damn it. You know, I was practicing this on the drive, right? It mm-hmm. takes me an hour to drive here. Mm-hmm. And I was literally practicing how to say it, all of that. And now it's all <laughs> Just start talking. Yeah, so, okay, let's do this. Let's take a topic. Let's say, as a kid, right? You, you experience as a kid from 500 BC to let's say 1800 something or 1900s, right? Mm-hmm. It's you have a lot of siblings, right? right. You have 12 <laughs> siblings. Eight of them die. <laughs> yeah, no birth control and harder to live. Yeah, yeah. So then. Let's say my father, and there's obviously this is a, a scale, right? I mean, I'm, we're gonna kind of throw some stuff around, but it's 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 I don't know what the actual rate of changes. We'll just kind of yeah, you know. And I grew up, for example, in you know communist Poland, so my dad and me experience is gonna be different than U.S. experience at that same time. But it's not really important, like where the actual points are. The, the important thing is there's a curve that is going and it's 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 changing right that the change is kind of but you know my dad had eight kids you know eight, uh, seven or eight siblings all, you know all of them actually lived right okay and then my generation I had you know two siblings mm-hmm. and today's generation you know you ha- you're lucky if you have a sibling at all right? I mean, yeah, you you have two kids. I have two kids, but yeah. you don't have three. I think I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, are there more people only having one child? Zero U, or one? U.S., Japan, U.K. They're all all the Western Europe are suffering from uh, not enough kids. It's the, the the population is going down because mm-hmm. the people don't have kids, right? Mm-hmm. And why is that? Why is like the number of kids? The when you when when everybody was dying, right? You just need to keep making kids, just so 
<laughs> yeah, you have enough yeah, to grow up, right? Labor on your farm, and, and for and, one thing, or and yeah, yeah, and your your family line continues. And not only that, but you know, every few hundred years there was a nice black death, you know, that yeah. wiped out half of the population. So you had to actually you know, making. But as a child, right, you kind of your life is you like faced with death. Yeah. Death is like a normal thing, right? Yeah. And now over the years, it's like my parents, you know, all his siblings lived and my, you know, my lived and the death of kids are, you know, there's obviously tragic stuff, but it's, it's kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's not an everyday thing. It's not something that, that it's on a lot of people's minds, especially if you're a kid. Like death, it's, I remember as a kid, you know, my grandfather died and I was just joking around during the, with my cousins during the, during the funeral. funeral because we didn't know any better, right? It was just, yeah, okay. uh, the whole family <laughs> got together at time for have fun, right? Okay. <laughs> Did you have anybody die when you were a kid? No, man. I, no, I had, uh, I've had very few people die in my entire life. And, um, I mean, my, all my grandparents are finally gone, but I'm fucking 40. You know, like mm. my last grandparent died, um, three, three years ago, I think. Um, so, you know, like that, they didn't, they didn't die when I was a kid. They all died when I was, you know, old. So I, I didn't have a lot of, um, experience with death. People dying. I still don't. Just crazy. I mean, it's definitely starting to happen more. And it's about to get crazy. But. Well, yeah, as we get, but so with death, as a, you know, like the, the point is, like as a kid, your childhood was full of death. Death was just something you knew about and you had to grow up with, right? Yeah. And as yeah. you forward, go forward, kids nowadays don't have to deal with that at all, right? Right. Event, um, and it lives become in general easier. With, same with health, right? Yeah. You, when you. In the past times, if you're sick, the only thing you can do is pr- let's pray, right? Right. <laughs> My dad, you know, they had they already had hospitals, and you were really sick, you would go to a hospital. Now, you know, me, if I got sick, I just go to a doctor. And then our kids, they get almost immediate, you know, attention for anything. And, yeah. And so it's pretty soon the chip will be in there, and it'll let them let them know twenty years beforehand. But, Yeah, we'll We'll talk about the future. I think as a little bit later because there's a lot of kind of things you can. Yeah, because it's more of you know it's guessing obviously. Um, Another thing is like mental health is in your childhood is different. If you were men, you know, had mental problems, you know, hundred years whatever. In old times, you you were possessed by demon and you were burning at the stake. Right. Right. Yeah. That was, uh, and, and as my parents were just like, you know, get over it. Right. They were, you were just, or, or somebody. Uh, and now we have syndromes and behavior, you know, names for every single tiny thing. Right. Right. It's totally, there is, our kids don't, there's, you know, everybody is, has a syndrome of some kind. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, anxiety and depression are, like, diagnosed, you know, I don't know if they're called disorders anymore or anything, but, yeah, there's medication I mean, and there's a big conversation and support network around it. And 
Yeah, I mean, there's diff- the, the anxiety uh, you touched on it. It's it's probably a little bit different because of the uh, electronic and concrete jungle we live in. You know, it's created by just a confusion right. of that. Right. I don't know if we're gonna get there, but like as as far as the kid goes, you know, kids are not told, you know, thrown in the fire because they're possessed by demon. Now they're going to doctors and talk to psychologists, right? Yeah. It's a totally different experience as a kid. Right. You're told that, you know, you're that you're not I don't know, special or not special. I don't know what what to say. But it's it's the growing up experience is different as far as like you you are taken care of more. Right. Mm-hmm. For example, back then, kids were really brought up themselves, but parents didn't really pay much attention to kids at all. The moment you could walk, you were plowing the field, right? You're working on the field and you had so many siblings that they were kind of raising you. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents cared as much as they looked at my grades. They 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 paid more attention to me, right, than the parents, their parents did. Mm-hmm. And they paid attention enough that they looked at my grades and they knew when I got in trouble. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. Mm-hmm. And now we pay a lot of attention to our kids. Like your kids, my kids get a lot of attention. We ask them every day how they're doing, how school. You want to, you know, you want to spend time with them and, and you want to spend you know, trying to make some build some relationship but that I don't think that was the case you knew your father as this father figure that told you what to do and that's about it uh, you know he was busy providing now we're busy you know just uh, being paying attention to kids and it I don't know where it's going. I mean, it, it it has to have an effect on on a kid psyche, right? Like, yeah. Uh, from a, your dad being basically owner, he told you everything you're gonna do. Mm-hmm. To now, it's like being f- almost friends. Right? Your parents are friends with kids. Mm-hmm. Just, there are some examples. People go too much over that, but it's kind of becomes a, a more of a, a partnership than than anything else. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. <sighs> the uh, school experience, like, I mean, I mean, before that, it was not that much school, right, at all. But just kind of a, 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 a maybe not school, but like with experience kids had with their peers, right? Mm-hmm. I remember growing up fighting with, with with other guys, bullying guys. That when I when I saw somebody like you mean like fighting like you were throwing punches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids fighting. I mean, it was. I mean, most likely comical, and we couldn't really do much to ourselves, but we were fighting. Right? Was, yeah. I mean, we were. You know, I was bullying guys that I knew they were weaker than me, and I got bullied by guys that they were you know bigger and stronger than, than me. Right? It was just mm-hmm. kind of. Uh, my, my, you know, my dad had, you know, uh, street fights. Their neighborhood was fight. You know, he grew up 
literally after World War II, so that some of that was there. But right. you know, they you know they were brutal. They had you know they had they had fights, and then you know our kids are they sterilized. They they they're you know they're they're, they're bullying is super looked at after, and then and, and they don't really experience much conflict when they. It's, yeah, I agree. It's the physical conflict, conflict for sure. But I hope, I, I mean, I hope Bruce never gets in a fight in his life. I think that'd be great. I don't know. <laughs> okay. This is a good point to br- bring this. The title of this episode is going to be Uphill Both Ways. Okay. And one of the, f- as, as a parent, like when I, Think of how to raise my kids. There are things that make me what kids do, what they're, how they are, right? Kind of bothers me because that's not how I was brought up, right? I right. walked uphill both ways to school, right? You know the saying, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The and they're not. They have it easier, right? And it's like, oh, they need to be tougher. And then the same thing dad told me, right? He, you tell me, you know, that he had it tougher. I needed to be tougher. So yeah. I look soft to him. My kids look soft to me. And yeah, and that's kind of like, as, as the examples we kind of brought up, the life is just easier in general, right? Where we, kids are softer and their childhoods are more fun versus well, what's the, survival. What's the, right? what's the problem? Well, uh, there's no judgment yet. Yeah. I mean, there is, yeah. I, I, I have no, I'm just observing. This is just observation. Sure. Because yeah, I have no idea. I mean, I mean, less violence. So is I. Mean, I, it's, I think it's better. Yeah. But your manly guts, you know, like you from what again, it's the same thing. Like it was so tough to live. The life was tougher, right? As it, life gets easier, you kind of that. I mean, I experienced it from my dad, and I kind of try not to. But I, you know, it it goes to my head like, oh, you need to be tougher. You need to be that, but. And uh, I totally lost my. Have you seen that. the meme of the 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 picture of my grandpa? And it's like the black and white picture of like the, the guy like on the Harley, like in a motorcycle, and he's just like looks like a fucking man, you know, like uh-huh. in that kind of. And then it's like a picture of my grandpa, and it's like a, it's like a Snapchat filter, and it's like this guy with like bunny ears on it, you know, and it's like like those like. <laughs> The pictures of like for generations to see in the future, like you know, there's very few, much fewer of the black and white pictures of dudes on motorcycles like flexing like that, you know. I mean, but like it's all changing in 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 a major way, and I mean, something that's like really, really changed in 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 between, like even when like I was a kid and now my kid, it's certainly like gender identity, right? Like. And like, I feel like toughness and like, like, you know, like tribal toughness, you know, from way back in the day. And then like more recently, like, like war toughness, you know, like that it was like, at the times, I mean, it it was needed, you know, like they needed that shit and, and, um, or at least it helped, you know, it helped survival. yeah. Yeah. And it you know, hopefully like those wars were to like create peace eventually, you know, carve out a place of peace, which I know is like controversial, but like, 
Well, the human up, humankind is growing into more peaceful existence. We, we, we figure anxiety out. We don't have to argue about everything. We can. Yeah, it's becoming more global. You know, like we yeah. don't need to fight over like the, the boundaries anymore. I mean, you know, that's happening, but like we're, it's all becoming a little bit more fluid. And, and um, you know, hopefully, like you said, like less violence always good. You know, like hopefully we don't have to like be that like toughness where we're fighting, you know, it's still, I, it's still really important for me to teach Bruce to be tough. Like, and I think like, I'm probably like more like, uh, committed to that than like the majority of parents I know. Like I use the word like tough and like, let's be tough, like all the time. And I would do it if I would do it if I had a daughter too. I just think like, like, it doesn't matter what I don't think at any point in life, you're going to not need to be tough. Like just the way like our brains process emotions, like you need to be like, life's fucking hard. Right. And it's going to continue to be, I think for a a long time, I don't really see that ever changing. Um, So just, you know, I still think it's important to be tough. I just think the, you know, you don't, you don't necessarily need to be on a fucking motorcycle. Different toughness, right. From the, from the actual, you have, you need a muscle to not only swing the ax, to cut down the trees, to, you know, you need a more of a mental toughness to survive social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's but that's that's brings a good point of like you know a di- my main point what I want to make is that the kids don't come with manuals, right? And parenting doesn't. You don't know how to parent. Mm-hmm. You cannot go to school and there's books and stuff, but none of that. Again, everything. Everything you know about parenting, it's outdated by the time you have to apply it. Mm-hmm. It's it, the parenting and, and the providing kids with their best childhood possible for their future. It's a losing game. I guess that is my my point of the whole thing is as a parent, you need to be aware of that and try to course correct to fight your own biases and also try to guess the future to you know, to help your kids along, right? Right. I don't know if you know gu- guessing the future is possible, but at least at least don't try not to anchor them down with some useless bullshit from century ago, right? Be- mm-hmm. I guess what I, my point, what I want to say, it's don't get a- too attached to you know your childhood. Let the kids have their own, which is different than yours. Which, you know, might I sometimes, you know, get this gut feeling that okay, this is wrong because mm-hmm. that's the way I was brought up, but mm-hmm. you gotta fight it and or or at least think about it. Like, do I want to carry this on or or, or do or or is it just my childhood that I'm projecting to my kids? You know? Right. Yeah. I think I think it's a real bad way to go, but I, I think it's a really common way well, for parents to act. But right and it's a pendulum swing too because like one another thing that came up to my mind now is in the old days you had no choice what you're gonna do with your life if you're the oldest son you're just gonna do what your dad did uh, they did like the second son goes to be a soldier the third son goes to be a priest you know just kind of like there was like a you literally could say what you're gonna do unless somebody else dies then you you move up the chain right yeah and 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 then became kind of like, I think my generation, like 
I was told to live up to my parents' expectations. Like you, you gotta go for college. And and now it's becoming like, just be whatever you want to be. Be, just be you, right? right. And it's, I say it weirdly because to me, that, you know, it's like, this is not tough. This is just kind of too soft, right? That's my kind of, that's my upbringing telling me this is too soft, but maybe that's the way. Well, what did your dad tell you? He didn't tell you to, to do whatever he did, did he? I was. Or were you the second? I mean, he didn't tell you to go be a soldier. No, no, no. You, you skipped some. Yeah, I get, I'm not trying. I to. was pushed to finish college. Hmm. I mean, but, I mean, I mean, that was his dream that his kids will finish college. And yeah. I, I just could not stand school. So I, I mean, till I was 30, I mean, to this day, he's still, how many credits do you still need to finish? And I, you know, I have like no interest doing it, but whatever. Yeah. But, but I, I understand real quick, like, yeah. um, like, yeah, I mean, you're, you're, it seems like you're really self-aware of the fact that like a red flag comes up for you when you're doing that with your kid, like, because it maybe it's not the best thing. I mean, think of all the, you know, the, like that. It seems like maybe that system finally got broken, you know, like because that that was what parents did like forever, you know, and like maybe it helped work. But there's also like so many stories that are just like even in like art and like literature and movies or whatever. But it's like the story of like the kid who just like wants to go do what he wants to do with the parent like won't let him right you know you need to be a doctor tradition or or you know like you know the angry father that's like upset that his son like wants to do something else or or daughters too you know so yeah yeah yeah. um yeah i don't know maybe maybe it's just fucking awesome that that's finally broken well i think it's in the process of i think we we touched on it a little bit but the mental problems that kids having and i'm you know our generation also is having is that that with confusion it's it's changing so fast that we just not prepared properly right like social media took over because we were not prepared for it and we got addicted to it and we are misusing it right because our generation was didn't grow up on it didn't know what it is and we get hooked and hijacked our brains right yeah and like our kids will be better with it but, but yeah. I'm sure there's something there that we're doing to them that they're not preparing them correctly for. Well, again, I don't know if you can guess what's there, but no, hundred percent. Like, it, like what a, what a strange like scenario the last like 10 to 15 years are for like parents who like didn't grow up with it. And then the first generation of kids to grow, like I wrote this a little bit, like the first generation of kids to grow up with it. Like they didn't, Nobody knew what to do with it. And, but like this next generation, you know, that's like going to grow up with like parents that were in it, like how to deal with it. You know, like I feel like they're going to be like in a good place with it, you know, and maybe they'll finally like figure it out and hopefully um, maximize the positives from it and maybe cut down on some of the neg- negatives from it. But it's, it's been a weird last 15, 20 years for the changes accelerate that relationship. It's faster and faster. Yeah. I think we'll get. My hope is that we'll maybe we can kind of. Let me see if what else if, if I have any cool examples. Before we move to the future, um, oh, this is kind of more funny than anything else. But my dad used to play with World War Two explosive. 
They were so left alone as kids. There was zero fucks given by their parents. I mean, obviously they were, but like after school, whatever, they were just doing whatever. They yeah. were finding and playing with explosive from World War II. I mean, the war went, Germans went one way and then, you know, it, for Poland, right? Yeah. I was left alone to play with fire. I mean, in, I was climbing trees that when I think about it today, it's certain death if I fall. Mm-hmm. What I was be or what I would be. And then my kids today, I have them put a freaking safety glasses before I hand them a screwdriver. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> the same with bikes. You know, I used to drive, we used to drive bikes and crash. I think I broke my um ankles. I have problems with ankles now because I got I was biking in a like construction site and was driving in a building and they didn't do the stairs yet and i literally just fell down <laughs> one one i limped home didn't tell my parents that i'm hurting i just you know just i i think i broke something or, or crashed my ankles because i just i was driving a bike and then all of a sudden i was one floor less yeah just literally fell so yeah shit yeah and now i don't let my kids you know Oh, now OSHA is all over that construction site and the helmet is on the kid. And But there's no kids in the construction site, you know, uh, like what true. I'm saying. Like me, there, there was a construction site on the weekend. Nobody, there was no signs. We used to do that too. It was yeah. fun, man. Yeah. I mean, the amount of time I like how I did not get seriously hurt or like how we didn't kill each other, you know, just playing around with stupid stuff. I mean, I set up, I set up a, I had this stupid idea of making a fire and I put some uh, old tires in the fire and <laughs> a black column of smoke. Right. Neighbors from like another street would come and thinking that our house is on fire because there was a column of smoke so big, right? Right, right. I mean, it's, I could put, I could set a, a house on fire because it was right next to the fire. But yeah. And then my, and my, I don't let my kids, you know, Play with a, a hammer. Play with a hammer without, yeah. you know, goggles, safety goggles. Right? Yeah. Some I let Daniel smash. Sometimes I let him smash some old printer or something, just so he likes it, right? So, yeah. but I don't let him do it without a eye protection style. <laughs> Put on the gangster rap. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I mean, again, it's science, right? We know more about hurting and and and, and like. The, bad chemicals all that stuff all the stuff that you do you know even smoking like my parents you know the drinking right, smoking right, age right. was i mean it is poland but you could go there and buy cigarettes as a 12 year old in poland right Damn. all you had to say just you know yeah. my parents asked me i remember one day i got into bad guy and we, we we skipped school and we smoked you know pack of cigarettes it must have been like fifth grade or something right but, but it's just like my dad was drinking way earlier than i was and my kids you know won't be drinking till they're 18 it's just just yeah because we know more we know it's that you know it's it's you're poisoning your body and you pay for it later so right um <laughs> oh um also childhood is becoming longer and right. longer, right? That's right. another thing that is changing is that back 
then let's call it that um you know the more you know the moment a, a girl got the first period you know well she was probably already betrothed to somebody but the moment you can make kids you're making kids by your own so right your childhood was from you know zero to 12 or or whatever and you're you're out to do your own like my parents got married you know 18 yeah and dude shipped off the war you know early teens easy right yeah, yeah, yeah i mean you grew up very i mean not only like we touched about working in the fields but even just 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 you becoming a parent you having you know taking care of somebody else yeah at the age of you know now my parents were about 18 or so and nowadays you know i hope my kids don't do anything till they're 30 <laughs> You know, yeah. Let them let them enjoy a little bit, you know, freedom. It's just and and I wonder how uh, long will that go? You know, what is the like will childhood get extended over and over as as we live longer, right? Because that's also not other things. Like you everybody died quickly, so you had to uh get next generation going before you die. Right. Now it's becoming less and less an issue. So childhood is extended as well. We'll see. Like now, kids live with their parents, right? For right. much longer than they used to. I mean, yeah. uh, my generation is like 18, legally g- could move out, out of the house, right? Uh, now, it's like kids stay longer. I mean, it's economics, of course. I mean, there's it's a different factors, but also I think they don't want to have responsibilities. Right? They don't want to or they don't... Why would you? I mean, when I think about it, why would you? Yeah, there's nothing fun about having to pay your own bills. No, but when you when you look when I look back, I mean, uh, you know, just it's my, it was much more comfortable to live with parents. Mom always, you know, had dinner cooked, and now you're on your own eating junk food and always scrapping for money because <laughs> you have to pay rent now and every, all the bills. You know, it was just, yeah. Why would you? Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to think for a second if that like it's it's almost I mean there's part of that though that's like almost like cyclical as far as like you know like maybe 18 year olds like would get married but you know it's not like they'd go off and start their own farm though too like they'd live on the on the land of their their parents right like like I'm talking like way back in the day when like families like stuck together more often you know like yeah so it's almost like it's almost like return to that a little bit like because i've always thought it's i've always thought it's really cool to like be like together as a family and like three generation living yeah yeah and like just through thick and like yeah you probably at each other's throats but like you also just like get to know each other and and like you see each other as like human beings like and um it's just your family you know like they're so Sorry, dynamics were different. Like dad was the Potter Familius. He was the you know everything went. This is this is the ruler. It was a, there yeah. was a ruler. Yeah, family, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. And then if you're like a grand grandparent, then you retire. Right. Ruler, and now the yeah the dynamics were different for sure. So the dynamics are different now. You know it's with the uh, you, you know the freedom. We now had. the kid is in charge. <laughs> They're like, I need more money. They're like, how come my laundry's not done, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, dinner's a little late. Hey, yeah. our cupboard's not stocked. That's another change is the respect <laughs> to your parents. You know, I could not mouth off to my dad. Yeah. I got, 
the belt was coming down on my ass before I finished the sentence. Yeah. You know, and now my kids might will say something to my to my wife and, and I just I just wanna punch the shell of him, right? Like this literally just, just my hand just like he needs to feel pain right now. Right. You don't do that, you don't say that to your mother, but yeah. Obviously I don't. And I'm like, I you know, how do you that is a good point. Like, how do you deal with with well with parenting without having the tool of violence? There you go. So yeah, that's a good that, mean, that's a good topic. I mean, I think I think that's a pretty prominent like issue right now is that parents are pushovers, you know, like in a major way right now. Like I think there's an identity crisis for parents. I think it's I think with the swinging pendulum thing. Yeah you talk about with all sorts of things like like it's swung in this this like direction of openness you know where like parents are like open to their kids being whatever they want to be and they want to support them you know in you know their careers and like their sexual identity and you know whatever they want to do you know um but yeah it's it's, it's like the parents are a little bit like no and no they're kind of, roll, they roll over a lot, you know? They're and friends, they're servants, not parents, right? Parents yeah, used to be I mean, provider and, and they're ruler. Now it's kind of like a, just a servant. Yeah. Uh, my kid told me straight up, says, you can't touch me. Oh, see. All right. Yeah. So he knows, school yeah. told him, whatever, which is fine, right? I mean, it's, I don't, don't want to. Yeah, what can you do on that? You can't say, I want to bet, you know? Well, yeah, I mean. What in my particular um, example is I deal with a, I can still control his screen time. Exactly. That's the thing. That's I mean, the, I, I just I, found it. I play punishment the same is, yeah. you know, take away something they love that you're providing yeah. for them, right? Yeah. Like, look, these are, I, that's, I do that with Brucey all the time. It's like, these are, these are privileges. As long like as you, you, you don't earn the privileges, you don't get the privileges. That's it. That's that's another thing. Like as long as I have a firewall, you know, I control the firewall. I control yeah. when he gets access, right? Yeah. Uh, but that's another th- aspect about this different childhood is as technology gets better. Hi, are you? In my generation, and with at some point, he will be better at the tech than me. Uh, oh, is they, are they not already my, there? Let's. My dad took the internet from me, but he had no concept of wireless internet. And at night, I had internet anyway. He thought he caught it. He was punishing me yes. while I had wireless internet anyway because I, he just <laughs> had no concept of wireless internet, right? Yeah. So at some point, my kid will have a. I mean, I mean, me personally might be a bad example because I might, you know, I work in technology. That's what you do. Yeah. That's what I do. So I, again, you know, the phone confuses me already, but I have enough. I still have to keep up with actual technology enough. So, but, but as far as like, you know, normal parents, they, when people that don't work in the field, their kids just walk all over them. Right. That's another thing that it's the dynamic of change between kids and and parents, because when the world wasn't changing, parents were always in control, always knew better. Now, at some point, kids know better than you, right? About life, quicker than they used to, right? And technology, and 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 then whatever else is. It's I don't changing. know if they know more about life, but they, but maybe technology for sure. But like, 
if you and I, the good example is like, if you and I are aware of, of a, uh, a, a new app, that means it's already old. Like the moment you and I, you, you and I are <laughs> sure, aware about sure. TikTok. Yeah. And it's, it's already for old people. There's probably, sure. there's probably something now that kids are on that for you and sure. I don't know. Once for we sure. are aware of it, yeah. it's going to be not cool anymore. It's going to be for boomers and they're going to move on on something else. Right? <laughs> right, right. That's what I mean. It's kind of like it's, 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 they're, they're in the front of the way. Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's been happening for a, a long time, at least like as far as like television is concerned. You know, t- like I would say from like TV on, I don't know, maybe, I don't know what the equivalent to that is before like there's television, but I mean like, um, or like certainly music. Like, you know, like the kids, kids always discover the yeah. ocean, I, th- I think. I don't know. Well, I think I, th- I want to articulate it is as a parent, you used to be an authority about everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. till you die or whatever, right? Or they move out or whatever. Now, that dynamic as it, it does not, you know, is like with music apps or whatever you know social sure, life sure that flips when the kids are 12 or yeah 10, or think you about know? like youtube all the things you shit on youtube like since kids are like masters of youtube like you, your dad's struggling with something like even like changing the plumbing or something they're just like oh, oh i just looked it up on youtube dad this is what you're supposed to do right that, so i get your point dad used to always know more than the kid right right now yeah. At age 12, there are things that yeah. my kids know that I have no idea, you know. Right. About, right. 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 So that's, that's another dynamic point. to. Yeah. On in a childhood that didn't happen for that. We were not wired to. Right. That's or, super interesting. It's, it's how do you navigate as a modern parent when you don't know things that your kid knows? Yeah. Which was not a case for centuries. Yeah. Maybe we just do less. You know, I don't know. You know, I've always. Maybe this is off topic, but like when I, like I knew I wanted to be a parent and like early, so like studying, you know, like people's parents and, you know, like kind of thinking in the back of my head, like what I wanted to do as a parent, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, I was like, my philosophy, like way as a pre-parent was like, just love your kids. Like, that's it. Right. Like if you do that, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm yeah, just saying yeah. like, this is like. If you do that, like, just keep doing that, keep doing that and do it candidly. Like, that's the best you can do, right? I don't know. Thank you for saying that. That just triggers something in my, my crazy mind. Yes. But there need to be another, because my parents love me, but they did a lot of things that were, not beneficial. That's good. I really believe yeah, that they love for me sure, and they. I really believed for sure that they were doing the best. The way they grew up, they grew up, you know, in the communist Poland, and they very tough, very survivalist. And then you know, the world was different when I was growing up, right? Yep. So yes, love your kids, but if you're lucky enough to think about it, also try to either listen to them and also project don't or not project your stuff into their mm-hmm. world your, from your world and kind of think about how to love them there it is yeah 
yeah, no, you shot holes in my bucket right away. Like that, you're right. Like, just saying, just love, love them enough. Alone. because because you it, it was like what we were just talking about. It's like if you just love them, like maybe you're just a pushover too. You know, so there's a lot there's a lot around that definition that is important. Love them and think about you know your job. That's 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 yeah yeah. So how do we get out in front of the of the future? I don't know. Is that are we there yet? Or ah uh, no, a couple more things like yeah. You used to be your main job as a parent used to be just to provide, right? And now we're like provide actual like yeah roof overhead survive till you're eighteen or survive till you're able to uh, fetch for yourself. Okay. And now the role is kind of shifting not not providers but more like you know we're we're not providing food because that's. It's at least in the first world countries, it's an afterthought. You know, you have a job. Most people, it, it, I mean, I know there's, you know, uh, poor people, but but most people don't really worry about food. And you, we, what we provide kids with is attention, right? And that's kind of a, sh- a shift because it changes again the, the dynamic and like my kids are tuning me out, right? And I have to invent ways to get their attention. I mean, one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast is because they're tuning me out, and when I die, hopefully they'll listen to it and like, okay, that was that's that that's stupid, right? <laughs> because they they don't want to listen to that. I want to talk to them about stuff live, but yeah. they're they want to talk to me about their stuff, and they have as much interest in what I have to say than you know I have interest in what they have to say. <laughs> I mean, we're. we're <laughs> We are excited about other things, right? Yes, different things. Yeah. Yeah. They don't care about meaning of life. They care about what the video game... Pokemon. What their, what their game has new features and stuff, right? Sure, sure. Um. <laughs> That's funny. I, I, you know, I only have one speaking child. He's four. And yeah. I think I'm just starting to get into that. Because I, I want to, you know... <laughs> it's the shit that comes back when you try and, like... You know, lay down some like life lesson. He's just like trying to think of like some of the things he said today. It's just like it just it's out of left field, and it's like, oh, dude, like he's thinking about bananas. Like he's not he's not thinking about like how when you get knocked down, you got to get back up. You know, he's, he's like, yeah, but Papa, I was just really hoping we could go by the Seven Eleven. He's just like, okay, well, hopefully that landed somewhere. But I have okay. This is funny. I I just remembered a, a little insight how kids grow up and how they learn and how they we forget as adults how it was to be a kid and a lot of that's part of what I'm trying to say is try as hard as you can to listen to your kid. And, and always keep in your mind that you're not just right. I'm always right. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. know what the big picture is and I know the direction, but I have to have the kids feedback and listen to what they're telling me Yeah. to tailor the parenting, the, 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 the way I'm going to move them in a the path that it's working for them. It's a good bumper sticker. I want to like get that message out. Okay. Like, like, he, par- like parents, like you're not always 
Hey, parents. Are you a parent? You're, you're wrong sometimes. <laughs> I don't know what the bumper sticker says, but. Well, you don't know everything. I mean, you, yeah. you listen to your kid. That's what the bumper sticker says. Yeah. Like, actually listen. And yes, we are smarter. We yeah. know more. Yeah. We have a better perspective on life. We know what the goals are, right? But it doesn't do any good to just be. I, I catch myself, I hate that too, lecturing to them, mm-hmm. right? Lecturing to my kids. Mm-hmm. And then I notice that they're just, they're not paying attention. They're yeah. just, just out of one end. Like, so I have to stop yeah. and find an inventive way to get my message across, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the way I deal with this is I actually limit the time. Like I mm-hmm. save a special moments. Mm-hmm. I wait for opportunities that they I might have their attention for five minutes mm-hmm. to, to say something that I hope, hope they will retain, mm-hmm. right? Not just like when I feel like, okay, now I feel like I'm telling them something. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I have to remember, okay, they, I need, I, there's a message I want them to know. Recently, we talked about the shooting. Like I, I wanted to talk the to them about school shooting. School shooting. And, yeah. and, and I can't just say, hey, you, come here and let's talk. I had to wait till the, it's like you need to wait till the, you know, field is ripe when you put your seed in, right? Just, just you have to hopefully just be patient and, and then listen to them when they're ready to re- receive your message. But I have a, one of those days, Daniel selling Lucas, suck my dick. Suck my dick. Suck my dick. Right? He's just having fun. He's just telling him to suck his dick. And I'm in the same room. I over I, I overhear that. And I'm like, do I scold him? Do I say, don't say anything? This is no like not this is not 13 and 11? 13 and 11 and a half, yeah. Okay. 13 year old telling the okay. 11 year old, okay. suck my dick. You know, they're, they're playing, they're playing nicely. They're, they're doing their own thing. They're just suck my dick. And I overhear it. And, 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 and it's like, what do I do? Right? Like, do I yell at him? Do I interrupt? I did nothing. I, I just, I just like, I was so hit from the left field. That, sure. That few days later, Daniel, I do put a time away at the day that we, I get to talk to him, right? He says, Dad, what is a dick? No shit. He didn't even know. Yep. That is, my point is, they pick something. He heard it on the street, right? right? He will repeat it. He heard it on the internet or somewhere in the game, right? So that's how kids, kids will say hmm. phrases. They don't know what they mean. Right. They just know the effect. It's something I am, you know, teabag. You know, I'm, I am putting my dominance, into, you know, on, on you. Right? He has no concept of sucking a dick. Is right, right. And when he said, "Dad, what's a dick?" I mean, I it took all my <laughs> mental power to that to start laughing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but I was like. Yes, this is awesome. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, the, 
but what it was, it was a very teaching moment for me yeah. as a parent, a reminder, don't take everything they say like they mean it. Like, right. like what, right. when an adult says that, right, suck my dick. You know what it means. You, you know, like if I go, you know, in, a, in the soccer and I go suck my dick to the ref, right? I'm ejected. Or, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's obvious. It's a sucker? If we, oh, well, if, if we, during our game, when we play, when we play soccer, yeah, right? Yeah. And I go, you know, suck my dick to, to the ref, right? right? Yeah. Something. Obviously, yeah. you know, it means something other. But Daniel was saying it just because he heard somebody said it when he was playing his yeah. uh, Fortnite and, and. It got some attention. It got. He, a, it like, he got something in his brain that's like. He got the context cool that, say, right? that this is a cool thing to say that yeah. will get somebody else pissed off. Right, right, right. Um, and, and, and he just repeats it to his brother, you know, abuses his brother as much as he can. Right. Yeah. So it was a teaching moment for me to, to, to say, to see, all right, I need to not assume that when he says something, he knows what it is. Mm -hmm. And that's, I don't know if you do that, but I try to go back to my memories to see how I was as a kid. Can you? I'm like, it's so hard because we look at through the lens of adulthood, right? It's, it's, well, I try to look at moments like that for my own and I can't, it's, I can't, I only have a four year old. So, like, right. So, like, that's where my, where my first memories start. So, that's something that's been interesting to me. It's like, for so, I mean, so I don't, I'm not there with like 13, a 13 year old yet or 11 year old, but, um, I, I was going to ask you earlier, like, I know as a kid, like, I used to think about my parents, like, don't you fucking remember what it's like to be me? Like, you were, like, as a kid, now that I'm old, I have a better understanding of, like, how much life changes and how much, like, you forget, like, from a long, long time ago or even from recently. Um, and how it is difficult to, like... Cheers, brother. Cheers. It, how it is difficult to like remember where you were a decade ago, let alone, you know, um, you know, I'm 40 now. So like, and I, and I have a four-year-old. So like there's a 36-year-old difference there, you know? Um, but I remember as I was going to ask you as a kid, so I'm kind of flipping it on you. Like I used to, like my parents would like, like be lecturing me and I used to, used to scream in my brain. I would just be like, how do you not fucking remember what it's like, how, what it's like to be me right now? Like you were it, you know? Um, or even heard, like, I remember the first time I heard like somebody, this coworker, this old grumpy coworker I worked with, he's like, I hate kids. And I was like, how can you hate kids? You are a fucking kid, you know? Yeah. But um, of course I, like I, I get it more now, not like hating, I mean, hating kids. I understand how somebody could, but um yeah, yeah, it's just, I remember asking my parents, like, when I was having children about things about young infants, and, like, I could tell on their face, like, they couldn't re remember the details, you know? It's like, oh, shit. Um, so I just think it's, I just think it's interesting. I mean, I guess you were, you were asking if parents can remember what it's like to be a kid, and I think it's really hard. And then you bring up the fact that uh, this is what we're talking about, that all that shit's, shit's changed so much. How, like, doesn't even remembering 
what it was like to be a kid even matter. Yeah. <laughs> Let me bring the, the suck my dick again, right? Yes, let's get back to that. Second dick, yes. No, but I mean, it's like, if I, if I, if I did what my dad, dad yeah, did yeah. and just what would yell at him, fucking spank him, he would, could not sit on his ass, right? A, a, a punishment. Yeah. You don't say this. Yeah. He would have never, because he doesn't know what he just said, he would be punished for, I, I, he would mm. only resent me yep. for unfairly punishing him yep. for something. I, I don't know what I did wrong, right? So that is the game as a parent uh, where you play to try to, you know, get the right message across, right? It's the same. I mean, it's, and I remember that too, being punished for not know, you know, severely for like, why was that wrong? Another thing, you know, it's about like, Daniel has my personality, which is, very attention deficit and he would forget to close the door in the refrigerator right and i could be yelling at him and punishing him i need to find a other way to have him to close the refrigerator and right but not you know so i have to talk to him some things i just literally say i just have to live with it and let him grow out of it. You know, I, I tell them that there are still baking goods. Yeah, I, I remind my wife too sometimes, like mm-hmm. they're not just like you're growing in height and everything else in your body is growing. So is your brain. So is your understanding, a cap- capability of understanding the world and still not there, right? And it's it, the barrier of adult talking to a child and it lays all, all on us. Because they are not capable of going up. We have to find a way to be capable of dumbing down, right? Right. Yeah. Um, are your parents still alive? Yes. You know they're still doing that with you? <laughs> I, I know mine are with, my, with me. Doing what with They still are looking at me like, remember, honey, he's a big, he's a big good. Yeah. I like, I don't think that ever stops at 40. Because like, yeah. You, like, you're just, they're just always 30 years ahead, you know? So. It's still the unsolicited advice. It's still coming when it's, you know, at some point I am capable of making my own decision and took different routes. Mm-hmm. I still get unsolicited advice how to do things when I adjust it to today's world. You know, your parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's the side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's I think that's their job. That, well, I think that's my message is that if you want to have a better relationship with your kids, let do that last. Do do that. <laughs> you have you know take their listen to listen, them and listen, and listen and, and 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 have their. <laughs> you know, um, also, it's okay to be dumb when you're young. That's another thing that I had to wrap my head around is like, it's okay. Let 12-year-old be a 12-year-old. 
You know, right. they used, again, kind of, they used to plow the fields and have kids by their own, but now let them be, you know, their own mental age. Let them enjoy just being, they will have whole life being responsible. And, you know, you have to, you can't just let them just, you have to bring in responsibilities, but let them, you know, do it slower is better. We have a whole life to be old and, and grumpy and mm-hmm. to work at jobs and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Very much <laughs> um, we have we still not have talked about the future. I mean, what kind of childhood we kind of started going to parenting advice, which is, mm-hmm. I mean, they're related. The, the, what is the end game, right? Like yes. with childhood, it's like the end game is to have a, a, a grown up person that is happy. <sighs> happy is a bad word. That has a fulfilling, okay, let's just go happy, fulfilling life, right? Somebody that doesn't hate themselves when they're adults, somebody that knows themselves, somebody that is uh, comfortable in their skin, right? Mm -hmm. Do I want my kid to be a doctor or do I want them to be a happy plumber, right? Like that's, that's kind of like... Good question. The... End result is as a parent is to have the child to be, you know, to, because childhood only lasts, you know, so, some amount. Eventually, most of their lives will be spent as adults, right? So the end game is to have them to be a happy adult, not to be have a quick like, sidebar. Yeah. I would love like every parent that is like, like at the hospital, like having a, having a, baby like i would love to hook them up to a lie detector test and then like give them that simple question would you rather have your kid be a doctor a or a happy plumber and just see what the results were from that that question that is a great question i mean yeah i mean it's it's i think more than 50 percent would say a doctor oh yeah i would say 80 <laughs> yeah Easy 80. Okay. go ahead i just thought, I thought that was a brilliant way of uh showing something because i mean that's projecting your 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 name of success right because you're thinking because you're an adult and like okay if you're a doctor you're making decent money which means you're gonna have a decent car which means you're gonna live in a good neighborhood which which might provide happiness which will uh attract uh uh better mates which will uh you know open doors you will be able to afford vacation and all that stuff but None of that. I don't know. Also, plumbers make bank, but go ahead. That's the thing. That's the thing. But, and also, doctor has a status, right? Is this, this, this you know, <laughs> I just remember something. Another thing parents tend to do is like their kids are their trophies. My kid is a doctor. 100%. It's a fucking medal on my chest. 100%. I remember my kid, <laughs> my parents and my cousin's parents used to lie about our own grades. To see which kid is better. Like, yeah. My kid has A, straight A's. And, and the other would go, my kid's A's, A pluses. And then me and him, we don't give a fuck. We would talk, okay, so what do we got? Oh, I got B's and I got C's. Okay. 
but during dinner they will be saying oh well you know my kid is double and, and you know yeah. back then you don't say no sir you just sit there and keep quiet but yeah so it's it's like don't make your kid you know a badge honor badge on on your on your chest on your own reputation yeah, yeah. yeah for sure i remember like sometime in my early or like not early 20s in my late 20s like or somewhere in there i was just like holy shit like my parents like of course they were a little bit but like they weren't there was part of like me graduating college they weren't like stoked for me they were stoked because their kid graduated from college they got to tell all the people that they talked to that their son was graduating from college you know what i mean like that and i was just like i think it's a measure of success that's i think that's another thing like like I've succeeded as a parent because my kid finished college, but there's a metric that you said, kind of, it's your metric, right? It's like, what is the metric of your kid? Mm-hmm. And I think it comes down with like with the times, the metric change with times. Right. As, right. And uh, the more we know about human psyche, I mean, most people that are like thrown into, you're going to be a doctor and they're a doctor, they're Oh, my guess is they're not very happy. They're stressed. They're you know that would be my my guess that it, 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 it's not guaranteed happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, the they might have been happy like because it's like characters, right? Like if if somebody is not doctors, a bad example because I think a lot of doctors are like confident, happy, but like maybe businessmen is like a, a better example of like chasing the dollar. Yeah, yeah. like I feel like there's a lot more like unhappy successful businessmen than like unhappy successful doctors yeah and uh, yeah i mean it's i think it's out of scope but uh coming back to the 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 kids is it's what is a happy childhood right Mm -hmm. it is not something that okay reverse what is a not a happy but like um productive and fulfilling and and what's the word it just escaped me whatever kid cannot have everything they want right they have to have boundaries mm-hmm. right so the, a childhood being a child means having fun having not, not much care in the world mm-hmm. but also slowly learning responsibility right and i think it's that slope of how you're learning responsibility is what parents have to manage and also as the world changes the responsibilities change and as a parent you have to pay attention to the world enough to say you don't have to be a soldier because it's a more you know like maybe you don't have to have a muscle because you're not going to work in the fields most likely, right? Let's work on your math instead or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's instead of, I, I I like to see it as a, you don't tell your kids what to do, but you set the boundaries and you just bump them into directions that they, that they should go to. Like you, you let them float, but you give them a gentle bumps into the if they're starting to sway into the wrong way sometimes you know i mean uh 
if there's a danger, right? Like this actually dangerous situation, you don't think around, you, you take it. But, but well, that's mostly like as development goes, kind of. You just let them gentle pushes or find a way to pull them this way a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. To make that more appealing than anything else. Mm-hmm. And as, as a child, I mean, I, I don't know. Again, I can't go back to that mindset to see what, 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 what it, what, what I wanted as a child. I mean, actually, almost everything you want as a child is wrong, right? Because if I ask my kids what they want to do, they want to play video games twenty four seven, right? They wouldn't. They want to shit and piss anywhere. And they want to play video games all, all the time. That's what they, that's what they want to do, right? It's fun. They want to have fun, right? But obviously, they cannot have that. We have to put boundaries on that, right? So, a, a happy childhood is something that makes you prepared for adult life. That seems like a good way to sum it up. Let's talk about the future. Let's let's. Talk shit. Let's let's pull stuff out of our ass. Gotcha. Yeah. So, as you know, as the, the we know more about science, as we know more about you know psychology and everything else, right? The, the, this stuff is gonna change, and at some point, we're gonna know decode what the kids think, right? Like what that two-year-old is thinking. At some point, I think we'll be able to do that and adjust the learning curve better and give them the information and the right time. Because that's another thing. Like when do you talk to your kids about, okay, I'm going backwards. When do you, when do you talk to your kids about sex? You're asking me? Yeah, like, like, like when? You want to tell them about safe mm-hmm. sex before they have sex, right? But then... I already attempted to talk to Daniel about sex and he doesn't know what dick is, you know? Right. So you can tell them all that stuff and it's literally just something that is, it's a different language. They don't understand it's English, but they, you might be as well be speaking Chinese, right? Right. So as science goes in, we'll be better and better at knowing when they're ready to receive information. Mm-hmm. And more and more of that will be also, and where are we doing it? Handing over to, AI. Is that something? Is that something that we like really need science for? Though, like, there's a bunch of. Sh- I mean, it's all about data these days, and, and we have more access to information yeah. and data that we can like, you know, put together and call science and stuff. But like, I mean, like, just as somebody who like re- more recently had parents, like, there's a there's endless books about scientific stuff to like maximize the experience and growth of your children, you know, but like do using all that stuff versus throwing that all in the fire and just like listening to your kids and, you know, like, I don't, I don't know if that's something that like actually makes it better. Oh no. I mean, I don't know if it's making better, but I'm talking about what's going to happen. It doesn't, doesn't really, yeah. Here's the thing. Somebody comes to you and say, hey, I have an app that will guess better than you can because it measures 
every single neutron going out, they measure the temperature and their mood. Yeah. You know, they're, and, you know, it can tell you when they are ready to eat the proper, the exact time they should eat now and how much, and they'll be healthier. They'll have a better bones. They'll be healthier. What parent will not say, yes, please. I want my kids healthier, right? The same with mental health. What parent actually, or most parents will, it will, if there is a technology that will make your kids succeed or get an edge over somebody else, mm-hmm. of course parents will do that. And that goes all the way to gene editing. Mm-hmm. And we are already yeah. doing it. We yeah. are, when I had my kids over a decade ago, they asked me, do you want to test for? Right. And if they do have it, we can... Right, upload. Yeah, that's two. Right, so that's that two. that is already a very early form of gene designer babies, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. We are getting to eventually. You're gonna go. Okay, I want a tall guy, blonde eyes. Very, you know, they're gonna kids only gonna get more intelligent, healthier, disease, you know, diseased, um, uh, less disease. Immune, better immune systems and all that stuff, right? So, and so this is a force that you cannot stop because a parent wanting to have their kids to have a better life than they did, Mm -hmm. it's a force that you cannot stop. Mm -hmm. No, it's just gonna, if if you make it illegal, parents will do it in the black market or go, you know, there'll be a country, they'll go to Cuba to have their kids or, you know, or some, there'll be somewhere. Because there'll be money to be made because the need for parents to have, you know, an edge for their kids or their kids being. So, I mean, gene editing is coming. And also, I think electronic babysitters, robots that listen to your kid 24-7 and give them food and encouragement in the right time and scoldness in the right time, you know, like because they can read the neutral, you know, the, their neural path and they, all of that. And the data, it's going to be there. Like if you let your kid at age three do this, they will grow up to be a serial killer because we've monitored millions of kids and this, you know, and it's always, data is always better than our intuition. Okay. Yeah. So eventually it's all going to be. Data is always better. Well, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm not trying to get something. It's another point, but I mean, it's, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Even in, I mean, it's usually they die. It's better. It's just yeah, it really yeah. is because it's just more more information. The more you know, the better decisions you can make. So, um, I mean, it the childhoods are changed. Gonna be changed. They're gonna be more stellarized of. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the childhoods are becoming safer and less full of conflict, no, with less conflict of any kind. And I guess that that's one of the things that I'm thinking about. Like, okay, I have a nickname for next generation. It's going to be Generation Pussy. You know the X Gen, Z Gen. Next one is Generation Pussy. But what I, it's it's the in my intuition is that people are getting too soft, right? But as the world is getting better and 
safer. You know, that's fine. Like that, uh, that, it really is. I mean, like, what's, there's literally nothing wrong with that. Yeah, like I mean, like, like less con. You, you, like just a couple like a minute ago, you were like, "There's less conflict." You know, like isn't that isn't that great? But you want, to, you want to throw some conflict back? In but here? I grew up in the communist Poland. When, I know, but that's, with no that freedom, right? Sucked. <laughs> yeah, like so. Like, don't, like, what is your attachment to that? Again, that's what I'm fighting I against. Know, I right? know, I know, but like, anyways. But it, it's that's what we've been trying to do this whole fucking time is like make this place better. And now, now it's better, and you're getting all worried about it. No, I'm not worrying about it. I mean, it's there's an element to it that. If your kids are softer than somebody else's, right? There's gonna be in a in a in a field of sheep. There's gonna be always be a wolf, right? Uh, to take advantage of them. So that that's another like a kind of counter um, um, argument about it. Like if 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 I might if I raise my kid to be flowers and kumbaya, and you raise your kid to shoot rifles and be bowmen, right? And there's a little bit of treble, and you, you know, but your kid the, kills my kid. And but the sheep are attacking the wolf right now, like in social media, right? Like they are, you know, like like the wolf says something slightly out of line, and like a whole big ass flock yeah. of sheep, like no, no. are all the fuck over them. Numbers are, yeah, and they cancel them. What you're saying is like there is a uh, a momentum of change that is unstoppable, right? Uh, the, the the more human right the more we know the more we uh, so so that yeah that is what would but as a again coming back to the same thing because uh, we are outdated models it doesn't make sense and we want to you know you want the kids to be exactly the same so um so future it's gonna be not only safer but as we live longer i think it's gonna be less and less kids i i i see a future that there is no kids anymore if we all live forever and you just replace your organs or whatever you don't really need kids i mean it's the only reason why we have kids because that's how life works right you need generation over generation but if you take control over it like we are slowly getting genes and then diseases and we are slowly literally controlling our own yeah. Jeans. Yeah, well. Then just why? I don't want a kid. I want to just clone myself. Yeah. At some point, right? So, yeah. And if I live forever, if I just replace my, you know, they, they're working on the anti-aging. It's, they, there is, a, you know, there's like a, some organisms that live for thousands of years. I don't remember. But there are some organisms that, that, that have that turned off. Because our cells replace ourselves all the time. Right. There's some mechanics that, that, it stops working, but why should it? Maybe you can keep replacing all the time, right? So, right. I mean, again, so maybe you're blowing my mind right now. <laughs> I mean, it's out there, right? Nobody, nobody normal thinks about it. I do. <laughs> yeah, but, but if you ask about, yourself a question like, "What? Where is you know that going?" Again, you don't you don't know. But this is just you know shooting in the. Yeah. I think that's kind of cool. What if, what if we figure out a way to like make a human that is already adult right away? Because if you think about it, we all start with one cell, right? Two cells, and then 
keep dividing. And then at some point we just, we leave the womb, but at what point you are a human, what point you are, you know, who you are as an adult. There's no really a, like, now you're. Mm-hmm. So what if we figure out a way to grow you in a tube and you're sleeping or whatever, and when you come out, you're an 18 year old. Like literally you wake up and like, oh, I'm eight, you know, because I mean, if you think about it, childhood is a waste of time. Right. In the, in the <laughs> great scheme of things, if you, again, it's, we're in the outer land, right? I love outer land. If you think about it, being a kid, being told what to do, having boundaries, not being able to do what you want and, you know, not a, being able to take care of your bodily functions. It is kind of, it sucks. It's childhood is the hardest part of your life, right? It's, it's when, kind, when is childhood? And like, you're talking about like infancy, like, like being a baby, like not, I mean, being a eight year old doesn't suck. Yes, it does. You think it's better to be a 40 year old than an eight year old? Don't, don't, yeah, I mean, it sucks because they want to do things and they're told no all the time. The, the, the one thing that my kids want to do is to be done being kids told what to do, right? Having You still get, you still get told what to do all the time as an adult. Yeah, but you have... I mean, you know, you have a lot more freedom. But yeah, like, you have a lot of freedom. I like, still got to serve somebody, you know, like... Yes, yes, but, I'm, but I'm, you have to... Disconnect yourself from today's world and think about the world that there's automated everything. There is no property. It's we have machines that do everything. Just, 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 just don't, don't, oh, don't think about today's problems. I got you. In that scenario, I get, I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why waste time to be a kid when you can just be right? Come out of the box and come you're, out of the you're, box. You're in charge you're, of yourself. Yeah, and, and you're ready to party. Right. <laughs> you're ready to go rock climbing because you want to go rock. You can yeah. do you even just the body itself, right? As as a kid, you're not able to, you know, physically not re- ready to do any much, right? Right, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, yeah. you can't climb. You, you, whatever. You're just not able to play soccer. So at some point, maybe we just skip childhood all the way. Just just go. Yeah. This is the characteristics, or and then boom and. And you you wake up and you're you're ready to go. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if we missed anything. I have nothing to say. That is like, I like to go to Outerland, and I have never gotten there before. And we've talked about, we've definitely talked about your theory of people that uh, like never dying. Which I was like at first, I was like, that'll never happen. And then, um, uh, the unfortunate part, anxiety. I just saw the no, word no, anxiety. Do it. It's as this process of you know growing and changing. There's a lot of anxiety, a lot of confusion going on. There's a lot of unhappy people, you know. And I don't know if this is coming down to childhood or just it's just that. What's what's the the worst part of it? What I will look at the world today. It's kind of like a lot of depressed people, you know, teenagers. And, Suicide rates going up for especially you know girls because of the you know, they don't know how to handle social media, but also parents don't know how to teach them 
how to handle social media because they don't know anything about social media, right? So, mm-hmm. right, it's it's I'm ready for that process of growth to be done because there'll be less suffering. That's really what it is. Let's make childhoods better to lessen the suffering. Yeah. That is the unofficial title of this podcast. Only questions, we gave no answers. Downhill both ways. Thank you for listening. Reach us at human at the zoomoutproject.com. Don't have the time, I just keep getting lost in my anxious mind. So I count the steps again and I wonder where you've been for the last a hundred years when you when you said you'd be here. So I Pussy pie. Say it again. Why didn't you tell me pizza pie? I want to say.